Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Anderson. I decided to end my decade-long love affair with alcohol in 2012 at 29 years old. I chose to live openly as a recovering alcoholic with honesty and humor while figuring it out one day at a time. This space will bring you weekly episodes of my own personal experiences with my addiction and sobriety, as well as me interviewing incredible souls who are living life without drugs and alcohol. This podcast is here to inspire you, empower you, uplift you, and bring you some laughter along the way in your own journey. Sit back, relax, and let's have a time. Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. You are listening to episode 49, and today is Living on the L-Edge Day, a show within a show. Just to let you know, before my sister and I get started today, my new coaching group, Sober Focus, is now open. Check it out at CourtneyRecovered.com or the link in the show notes. Sister, how are we today? We're good. We're good. It's Monday. It's my day off. I am fucking vibing. Little Drexel's having a barking fit. So if you hear him, did you let him out of the cage? Yeah, free Drexel. He was not stoked because I put him in his crate so we could record and little bitch wasn't having it. She says bitch in a funny way, guys. Please don't think that she verbally abuses her dog. I have... I might. I have to add the disclaimer so people don't think that you hate that little boy. No, I love my dog and you don't have to put a disclaimer on me. People know. They've listened to our show. They get the vibe. Someone new could be coming in for the first time. That's what you got to understand about podcasting. Nobody really goes from like one to present. So somebody new could be coming in and be like, who are these two bitches? It was listening. Um, Sorry, not sorry. You feel me? We just, we're our own animals. It's all good. We are. Because somebody could have picked this up and been like, living on the LH. Who are these two broads? These two dames. What up? doing? What are you doing? In the present with you, sister. There's little Drex. So we're on episode 49, Kim. Can you believe it? No, I wish it was 69. Oh my gosh. Good, (laughs) good Lord. Today's going to be a shorter podcast episode that we're doing. And then we're going to be coming out with some hits soon on our upcoming shows. But today, did you want to tell your secret, sister? Drexel does. Yeah, Drexel does. If you hear a gremlin in the background, it's my Frenchie. I have big to announce to all of you. I am going to be an auntie. Is with child, y'all. She is having a little boy and we could not be more happy. I'm so fucking stoked for this. This is going to be awesome. Yes, you you heard it here first, everyone. I am pregnant. So I am in week 16. I had the life sucked out of me there for three months. That's why I was transitioning into Matthew McConaughey. Facts. Disgusting. Lowest point of this process was when my sister said that I looked like Matthew McConaughey on FaceTime one day, and it was true. She looked like a a dude. And a dude. You were transitioning, all right. So if you guys were wondering about that a couple episodes ago when we were talking about it, that's because the life has been sucked out of me. All in a good way, and I'm very happy, and yes, we're having a boy, and Matthew and myself are super excited, and can't believe it's happening. It's happening. She's even got Courtney before this. We always will, like, FaceTime and talk before our podcast. Well, we talk 
every day anyways, but she stood up and she's got a little baby bump going. Yeah, a little baby bump. But there's a lot of stuff. I'm not going to talk about pregnancy all in this podcast, but there's a lot of stuff that pregnant women don't talk about that they need to talk about. For instance? Like, for instance, I told you, I just felt like for that first couple months and my friend Sarah backed me up on this. I was like, am I going to smell every day? (laughs) Just because I was literally either dry heaving and... Matt made the comment where he was like, I haven't heard you throw up like this since you're drinking. It's for real. Yeah, I would throw up or I would sit there and dry heave or I would just, uh, I felt like I smelled. So I just, I'm like, that's what I smell like pre-pregnancy and nobody told me. But my friend Sarah did say, she goes, and she's had two kids. She said, you are the first pregnant woman I've ever heard say that out loud. She's because I felt that way too. I just never said it out loud. And I was like, this needs to be talked about. I hope you don't smell. I don't know. I haven't seen you in a minute. So yes, I've been in a hole, everyone. I've been in my own quarantine bubble. So it's been nice that I have not had to work because I couldn't even imagine a smelling cheeseburgers through all of this. But I will have to go back one day. You need to stay over there in that quarantine bubble. Just stay. Sounds nice. It has been nice. But I can't I have no complaints of the quarantine bubble over here. Yeah, with Courtney being pregnant, we want her to stay mindful and stay home and just stay out of the mix because obviously through being pregnant through a pandemic is probably adds a different level of stress and mindfulness that you got to just be careful and here in Michigan we just reached again 10,000 over 10,000 cases I want my sister just to stay home and stay healthy and keep the baby healthy and because with COVID nobody fucking knows like what the what is so she's gonna stay her ass home don't worry, y'all. I got this. I did invite her to lunch tomorrow like a, like a fucking smug prick, but that's just me being selfish. She told me no. I told her she was boring, but I get it. I'll see you on Saturday. Oh, I know. I just don't ever get to see you. Just on the face. Yeah. So the baby is due at the end of September 2021, <laughs> Abby. And again, I'm just, I don't know. Every day is different. But I am starting to feel better in this trimester two, of which all of these women and doctors have told me that trimester two is the best. Yeah, you look better. Good God. (laughs) I was about to send over glam. There was one day that Kim was like, are you okay? Are you mad at me or something? Because there was a period of time. So I I do have to say that I, I do want to apologize because if anyone has reached out in my DMs, I have just hearted it because I haven't even had the energy to respond or really respond to anybody. Or put together complete sentences. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, don't apologize. We all, <laughs> excuse me, now everybody knows and you must rest. You are with child. But it was just like those first couple months were very hard, just even on social media. That's why I really on my personal account was not posting because the scroll and watching people eat, please stop eating in your videos. Courtney, don't tell people what to do. It's not telling him what to do, Kim, but it was something that disgusted me prior to pregnancy and then pregnancy just elevated it. There, You don't need to eat and then talk to people like, yeah, you want to take a bite and not talk? No problem. But eat, chew, swallow. Nobody wants to sit there and then you're like explaining your life while you're eating a salad and you got fucking shit in your teeth. It's not cute. I'm sorry. It's not. Sorry. I'm not trying. Do you want to watch that if you're on somebody's Instagram story? No, but what I get discussed about and what you get discussed about are different. So you're not 
just I'm, no because it's been I'm not into it because I've watched people eat for years and like when you see somebody hoss a half pound of meat and then they just have ketchup and mustard yeah. and mayonnaise on their face fuck I worked yesterday Easter and Good Friday everyone after they can meet again and I don't eat meat I don't eat pork I'll do some shellfish a little bit of fish but how much meat I watched people consume yesterday, which no shade. If you eat meat, it's cool. You should probably look into that, but whatever. That's for your own health. I was fucking disgusted and just so much like platters and trays of meat. I was, I was, it shook me, Courtney. I was shook. Okay. So you were shook watching people eat, but I'm just saying there's an extra dry heave when you're on somebody's Instagram story. And they're eating and talking at the same time. And they have a mouthful of food because every mother probably has taught chew with your mouth closed. Not every mother. Some people don't teach manners. Not us. This little motherfucker is going to have straight. We're raising a gentleman. Yes. A gentleman who is going to treat everybody with respect and kindness. Especially women. Yep. You're right. Men, but women. Yes. You are going to, you are going to treat the women right <laughs> yeah we're not raising a fuck boy out here because um tt that's me that's what the, that's what this little baby's gonna call me t will bust some ass so crush some skulls yes auntie and i do just want to say for anybody going through the ivf process too because it's been a six-year journey for my husband and i it's a hard one and i have a lot of empathy and sympathy for people in that in that road but just keep going and that little one will will come because it does happen it just takes sometimes longer than others it's sad and if you don't like your doctor switch because we were the third doctor we went to he was an angel and i am forever grateful of that man in that whole staff he had yeah you loved him i love him so I can't wait to bring the baby back to him because at the, his office, they do meet and greets. So when COVID times are over, he told me to bring the little one back and saying, having to say goodbye to that man was one of the hardest days of my life. Yeah, you didn't like that at all. I didn't. And that's what I, the IVF clinics will tell you. They're like, don't get, don't get attached. And I got attached to that office because during COVID times, that office was nothing but polite. And we switched IVF doctors. Why do they tell you not to get attached? It's such like a journey and a process and so emotional, of course. Like you're a human being. Of course, you're going to get attached. Because you at IV, this IVF class, I was only there till 10 weeks because that's when you graduate. And then you have to go to your OB. So they're just like, he would just, he said it in the beginning. I don't, I know he was serious, but also too, I think it was just like trying to be funny, but just of the simple fact of you're not going to be with us forever. Yeah. 10 weeks, get the fuck out. Pretty much. (laughs) Your time here is done. So you can go back to your OB now. So that was very, just because we switched doctors during the, during COVID times, because the second one we went to the first one, it was just a consult and we didn't like the vibe of the doctor. So then we got, we went to the second one and we switched because that office was a disaster. And then we were referred to this doctor by two people and Dr. God is what I was calling him. And just during the whole, during COVID for a medical office, even without COVID, for a medical office to be that wonderful from the lab technician to the woman who greeted you at the door, to like the nurses, 
the doctor, like I really would love for medical practices to take a book from Dr. Marisol Barg's practice. Shout out. <laughs> doctor, <laughs> because that's how much I love him. And that whole office, they were seriously, there was never like a day where or when I would go in there, because I was there a lot, there was never a time that any of these people were like rude or threw any shade. You know what I mean? Everybody was happy. And even to everybody who worked there was like handpicked by this doctor and worked for him for 10 plus years. If you love him, I love him. And he made it happen for you. So for that, I'm forever grateful to Dr. God. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And he was like the best. We did. A, we had to do a zoom meeting for our first consult and he was in his house and he Fiona jumped up. I have a picture of me, man and Fiona on our first consult. And then he was like, he brought his cat up on his desk. <laughs> yeah. Our cats were in the consultation with him and he was just great. He made a lot of amazing references and just, he was all about bringing a kind human being into this world. And he stuck with that motto. Yeah. That was like his mission. And I said to Matt, I go, do you notice he has said that to us almost every time we like, that's his, his whole kind of mission. So just talk about a man who at the end of his life, and then I'll stop talking about it. But at the end of his life, they did a lot of good in this world that affected generations of people. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Sounds amazing. More, the world needs more good people like that out there, just empathetic and kind. And just a doctor with a wonderful bedside banner. And then at the end, because on the the last visit, Matt got to come in because Matt wasn't able to come into any of that stuff. So he got to come into the last ultrasound. And at the end, like people were clapping for us. And when we were leaving, they were saying congratulations. And then, of course, I lost my shit. I would have been bawling. That just almost made me cry. Good <laughs> God. <laughs> I can picture you just holding, like walking down the hallway, just, oh my God, fuck me. Why didn't Matt record that? Just like basking in your glory, but also losing it and having to hold on to Matt so you don't just collapse in tears. That, was, that day was too much. That day was too much. And just that's, that's what I'm saying. They were just so friendly. And it's hard, It's so hard nowadays to find a specific because I used to work in the medical field. So did you like there's offices that they're terrible human beings who work there, <laughs> who are just not nice. So for this office to have been that nice in COVID times, like forever grateful. Yeah, I had the pleasure of working for one of the most amazing men that I've ever met in my whole life. And he called him Dr. Stein. He was the, the best man I've ever, I think I've ever met. And I worked in Denver and I worked for him at a methadone clinic and just how amazing and like empathetic he was towards like people, humans, because like addicts get discarded all the time through the system. Mm-hmm. And he really wanted to save people's lives and help them and then get them through the methadone and get them onto a more natural approach. Obviously in Denver, they were doing lots of stuff with marijuana because marijuana was legal. And he was just like with CBD more geared towards that. And he, he was amazing. And he just, he taught me something every day. So RIP. He was, I I forgot he passed away. Yeah. But he was dope. Like, Literally, I loved him. I was obsessed. He was good. He was a good one. So there are people who, are, who don't get hardened by the system of healthcare and still like throughout their career, like really want to help. And so it's refreshing. And that's good that you had that experience and not just some smug prick. 
Yeah, because the second one was a smug prick. And then even the the first one, that's why we didn't go with the first one. Because I was like, dude, there was no emotion from that. Like the, that staff was wonderful. The nursing staff was wonderful. But that dude, I was just like, what? Yeah, it didn't translate. So it didn't feel like genuine and meaningful. So I think that was very, especially when you're dealing with IVF and it's so personal and like raw and emotional anyways. And then you're with your spouse and I can only imagine perfect. That was perfect. It all ended up the way that it was supposed to be. And now you are mad at having a son, my son. And I'm super excited for pony boy for Matthew. So this is going to be good. Yeah, he's very excited. He's very excited. So we thought we were having a girl. And when we opened that envelope, we thoroughly was were shocked. I was shocked for two days. So yeah, it's dope. Yeah, it was a nice little surprise. So yeah. So we won't just to let everybody know in case you ask, I won't be telling the name. I had to tell Kim this already I won't be sharing the name until the baby's born. Just because wait, are you telling me the name? No. Yes. No. Why? Talk to your brother-in-law. I'm about to call my brother-in-law. I have to go. <laughs> Motherfucker. No, because I don't, we have a couple names out there, but I don't want to decide on a name until I meet the little guy. What? If, okay. So what if I pick a name and then he comes? Oh man. Sometimes the thought of giving birth makes me a little dizzy, but. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're going to be fine. And then when he comes and you have this name picked out and you're calling him that and you're like, he does not look like a Ross. I'm just saying, for example. So I I just want to meet him before we are dead set on a name. And then I'll just come to you. Yeah. So do you have a couple picked? We have a couple. Yeah. All right. I'll call Matt. So yes, that is the news we wanted to share with you guys today. We will get back to the regularly scheduled program in a couple weeks. I believe we're going to have Kim's best friend, the other sister I never asked for in this lifetime. (laughs) We're going to have Katie on the show. Katie and I have been best friends for since 1993. And I think Katie's never had a problem with addiction. So I think like that perspective will be a good one. And Courtney's obviously, or Katie's obviously been through it with my sister and I and she's she has never left me so she's been there through the good the bad and the ugly it was the best of times it was the worst of times yeah. I will say that Katie and I's whole time of friendship we have never ever gotten in a fight we got into one little altercation and that was it where it was just and then I was fine but Katie and I we don't what you no, guys, she, what you fight about? Because she accused me of stealing her clonopin. Oh, I lost them at the bar. So her mom called me. I was like, dude, I did not take this chick's clonopin. So I got mad at her and I was like, she was out. She messed up because Katie went through a little period of wiling out. Sometimes when you got a friend who's just like out there and wild, I did a lot of fucked up shit. And usually I admitted to all of that, but I did not steal the bitch's clonopin. You know what I'm saying? I get, I was used as a scapegoat a lot. It was very easy to blame things on Kimberly. And I always just took it because I didn't care. Like, whatever. Because whatever I was getting blamed for, I was probably doing something worse. So that sounded very mild to me. But but it was all good. It worked it out. It was fine. It lasted like two days of an argument. Drexel just hopped in on the conversation. Yes. So Katie will be here in a couple of weeks to share her insights of being a friend of, well, being a friend of Kim. 
You guys, I have to throw in this disclaimer, though. I just fuck around when I talk about that, and I throw some shade to Katie on the internets for years. It's hilarious. <laughs> just Yeah, just because it makes me laugh, and I'm sure- of our love. Because they always left me out when I was younger, okay? They didn't take me anywhere with them, and they just left me at home when I just wanted to go hang out with Katie and Kim. I didn't know you wanted to hang out with us. You think I wanted to be left home alone? No, thank you. We thought you wanted to hang with Deb and all the cats, the six Persian cats at home. No, God, no. So anyways, so they left me because I was a little sister and they were too cool for school. Katie wore umbros (laughs) with her her t-shirts and Kim wore her Birkenstocks with a little hippie pack around her neck. You two did. I do not remember Katie wearing umbros, dog. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. Yes, Katie wore soccer shorts for her everyday attire. Oh my God. I Why don't that? Because you've done a lot of drugs. Oh yeah. You're but. right. Exactly. Katie might deny this, but I will bring the receipts because I have pictures of her in that condo with her umbros on of everyday. Yes. Of everyday att- attire. He's going to be pissed. I'm about to, when I get off phone after I call my brother-in-law, I'm going to call Katie and be like, we, now I got a list of people to call. Did you wear umbros all the time in high school? Cause Courtney is throwing that out there. Yeah. Maybe those things were comfortable though. And Katie was a soccer player, but she just wore it on her everyday attire. Oh God. I yeah. don't remember. You used to hang out with girls too, who wore like boxer shorts with like tights underneath them. That was a style. It was the 90s, dude. It was the best times. Like, shit was popping in the 90s. Oh, I'm so stoked. That's the era that I went to high school. I wish we could do the 90s over again. Me anyway. too. It's the best. Today is the 27th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's suicide. Oh, is it really? Yeah. R.I.P. Kurt. He, I was obsessed. He was a real one. So it's sad every time that, that, day comes up it's because like, that was a big day man i remember that vivid. that is one thing i remember vividly so another tortured soul man sad yeah and i really hope dmx pulls through i gotta see the i have to read to see if he's doing okay yeah me too dmx was a good one too x gonna give it to you yeah he's still alive i just got it. but i just i think it was yesterday or the day before he had what a heart attack yeah of an overdose Yep, he was on a bender and then overdose, and the overdose had him, gave him a heart attack. And then, on, but it is the two people we just spoke of, they are fellow addicts. It's just how serious this disease is, and it's to not be taken lightly. So people struggle, man. So be mindful today when you're listening to this. Be kind yourself, love yourself. I love you, Courtney. I'm so proud of you and think that you're going to be the best mom you and matt are gonna have this dialed in and i support you every step of the way great you can stay with me when matt returns to work that's fine can drexel come of course drexel's gonna have a new best friend that i got that new crate so we can take put that crate at your house for you guys yeah drexel's gonna have a new buddy fiona is still gonna rule this household but we get it she's the main bitch okay drexel's a side piece and we know who the main we got it yeah, she is the main bitch. It's funny because I'll wake up and she'll be on like my stomach. I think she knows for oh, sure. 100%. Because she's that's got good. Her. cats like clear energies and shit. So that's good. Let her sit on that stomach all day long. Yeah. And ever since we found out, she's been more like just, I don't know, just more by me. Yep. So like even, what's up. 
even my dry heaves did not scare her away. <laughs> Animals are the best. They are the best. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you want my sister and I to talk about any topic in the sobriety recovery, even if it's not in this field and you want us to discuss something from our childhood or a a fun story between me and Kim, shoot me an email, sobervives at gmail.com and make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show. It's living on the edge, a show within a show. All right. Love you, sister. Love you too. Bye y'all.